back, everybody, to episode 304 of the A Show. I am Meals. I am your, uh, your, 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 your guide for the second week in a row. How do I open two weeks in a row? I have no fucking idea. But here we are nonetheless. <clears throat> You're a star, baby. <laughs> I am joined by probably, I would say, one best friend for sure. And not like the Adam Cole and MJF one. No, because the niggas is fake. Fake. <laughs> he don't know that. First of all, he don't even know what that nigga like to eat. I get this nigga a chicken roti from Ali's, nigga. <laughs> he is, what would I say this? How would I say this? He is the gold to my silver, the black to my white, the sword to my shield, the... Sun to my moon. Damn, this is getting really. I didn't know Pokemon had such a unique. The sexy red title. to your Glorilla. <laughs> the sexy red to Glorilla blue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so happy I thought of that. You said um, oh, so fast. Go ahead. But either way, if you're not familiar, two belts is back in the building. Carlos, my co host for the day. Welcome back to the A show, man. When was the last time I was actually on the A show? Actually, or have you were, I? Did, you were on the I have, A show. Go I ahead. Have, I have like brain fog and bad memory. So when was I like last on? The last time you were <laughs> on the A show, it was sometime after Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan signed, but before CM Punk fucked everything up. <laughs> 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 so that's the general scheme of things. I I want to say it's like December two thousand twenty one. Um, oh yeah, you know why? Because you came super early to the station. I still have to like thank you for that because I, you came like dumb early to the uh-huh. station to record the episode, and you were there before me. Like I have to clock into work there to begin, mm-hmm. the and you came before me. Yeah, because you so, like the station is mad quiet. Like on a Friday yeah. when we used to record, it would be so quiet, and you would go like I'd go there to just listen to music and stuff in like a quiet environment. Absolutely. So that was the last time we did it. Um, lots of good memories, lots of good times, lots of good experiences. Of course, I still listen. You know what I randomly did like a couple of weeks ago? I listened to an old episode of the Two Belts. Just which, to, which one? Which one? I don't, I don't remember which one, but it's just like anything. It, I realize every episode something ridiculous we had to cover, and yeah, because you episodes, would, go ahead. You would always pick like. Like you would always pick a random thing that happened in the news and we would just talk about it because it was just like so ridiculous and you found so, it last like minute. Yeah. So I would sometimes, and I do this with Lookout too. Sometimes I'll just, if I'm really, really bored, I have nothing, I've done all this stuff. I will just like literally like just scroll and then pick an episode. Um, I don't know which one I picked, but I'm pretty sure it had something to do with the baby. Which is mm. <laughs> maybe he punched somebody, maybe he hit Oh, somebody. when he killed that nigga. When he killed that yes. nigga in Walmart. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. Of course, yes. You know, it was just he bodied that man. Yes, absolutely. So it's definitely one of those experiences, but mm. if, I mean two belts is there. Two belts is legendary, it's history, it's everything of sort. We we need to do like a ten year reunion once that comes up. Oh my god, it's gonna be crazy. We'll have a Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Yes, we'll induct- two thousand twenty five. Yeah, we'll have we'll have an induction ceremony. We'll induct Jimmy, Justin, anyone who's put, appeared on the show more than three times. Yeah, Dernay via satellite from her home in Jamaica, where she teaches like at a medical school. Oh my God, she is doing the 
she's living her best Jamaican but white occupying life. Um, yeah, she's <laughs> in America. What else is she gonna do? Absolutely. So shout out to the shout out to everyone who listened to Two Belts. I mean, that's definitely an error in itself. So make sure if you have listened to this, you're gonna have a great time with this episode. Man, what have you been up to? I saw you have a pet now. So what is it? What, what what's oh, going no, on? Oh no, no, I bought that for my girlfriend Paris. Um, oh. I bought her a gecko, and so yeah, it's my gecko technically as well. I signed the paperwork. Mm. Um, I'm on the birth certificate. Mm. Um, but you, no, you, you it's just a pet gecko. <laughs> exactly. So it. it's a like mixed gecko. So it's basically like a regular leopard gecko bred with an albino gecko. So it looks kind of pinkish and yellow instead of like mm. tan and green and all camo-y. Um, it's a cute little thing. Only eats worms, honestly. Mm. She's playful. So. She's precocious. She's okay. very attentive. I love Peachy. She's cute. Okay. Shout out to that. Shout out to Peachy. New, uh, we need a mascot for two belts. They came a little bit too late, but we could have had Peachy as a mascot. Um, nonetheless, I mean, what have you been up to just kind of since, uh, all right, since December 2021? Like professionally? You, I mean, not even prof- I mean, you can do professionally. You can do like just kind of life thing, anything that you care to share, anything that oh. happened to you. Like, oh, anything. man. Um, so, Shadow Pump's been going really well, and me and Keels have our own party series driven that we're trying to do monthly. Uh, we're trying to do it in different venues in Brooklyn. It's like a dance hall party that we throw and we get guest DJs to come through and spin. Um, the next one should probably be the 25th. Of we have a month. lot of people from New York who actually listen to this. So definitely like plug away. Oh, sure. yeah, yeah, sure. And then Shonen Pump is the brainchild of Darius, the fucking control freak mastermind over here. Uh, we have our anniversary party coming up on, let's see. I want to say September 2nd. September 2nd, most definitely. And we're having classic Fresco Bar and Father Phyllis perform. So two young up-and-comers, right up, up-and-coming Soka stars. Okay. All right. Listen to that. I mean, listen, it's a party. Had, I mean, Labor Day weekend, um, Brooklyn, uh I think enough said, but it's definitely an enjoyable experience. I'm glad to see yeah. that you guys are doing it and pumping this out, pumping this out. Um, <laughs> it's anime, soca, dance hall, cosplay, all of those things combined into one party. Is there any opportunity in the world where there'll be a wrestling dance hall? So I'm so where- glad you asked that this is, this is, <laughs> this is actually what you said I should do. That okay. I should go down to Jamaica and start a West Indian Wrestling Federation. And I said, that's genius. <laughs> you know how easy that is? All you do is book a bunch of like, you can get a bunch of Jamaicans that'll jump off of anything. But it's yeah. very easy because you can just grab people from surrounding islands and just drop them in and make them heels because they're not even from there. Yeah. And, and first of all, Jamaicans are extra just in general. I'm surprised more Jamaicans aren't actual like popular superstars and shit. Like Jamaicans are just extra. Yeah. Like, they have that personality people. naturally. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I mean, maybe the speech, maybe the, the only thing, if Kofi Kingston goes to Jamaica, do you think he's applauded or like stoned to death? Nah, he's clotheslined. So this is actually how I would book it. Like he'll be the first person to go up against our champion our champion will be probably someone that's been booked very well solid for a couple years builds up a lot of crowd uh pops and chants and stuff and we haven't beat the shit out of kofi kingston (laughs) 
for impersonating a Jamaican. And he'll be like, oh, man, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. And they're just wailing on him. No, he got. And then he comes with the big baby face promo. It was like, I'm just a big fan of Jamaican culture. And then it was like, who's your favorite dancehall artist? And he says, Sean Paul. And they stone him again. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, they would. They would. That's how you do it. Um, and then bring MJF with a fake Jamaican accent. I'm pretty sure. I would never bring him to that island. I would bring Chet Hanks first before I would ever think of MJF. Like I, I would put, I would I put Chet Hanks in the Logan Paul program and the NXT workout. <laughs> he probably, he probably be amazing. He probably be the, the he Snow two point <laughs> That would be fucking funny, man. Oh shit. Um, but yeah, Shown and Pump definitely check it out. Brooklyn, all the details. You can follow Carlos on Instagram, Damn Carlos. You can follow him on. Follow on Twitter too at Dan at Carlos. Carlos. Yeah, I yeah. jumped on all of this early because I knew. And then once I started doing DJing and events and stuff, I was just like, I'm never changing my name ever because all of these things are the same now. No, it's perfect. The brand it's- is strong. It is. It is strong. How did we outlive Jesus and Barrow? How did that happen? Because they're not actual friends. <sighs> like they actually never talked about doing stuff together, and I found that so alarming. Yeah. Like, I mean, we would talk about how we'd play Pokemon together. we talk about how we went to school together. we talk about how we, like, went to events together. Like, these niggas, other than work things that they have to appear at, never talk about things that they do together. That should have been the first sign. Yeah, it was weird. They became some really, like, big Bronx caricature of just, like... Yeah, because most of their... Fa- like, you put them on Showtime... And you wondered who their fan base was going to be, right? Like, it's going to be white people because black people are only watching the clips. I don't know no niggas with Showtime like that. No, niggas don't have Showtime. It's a, niggas have HBO, maybe. But Showtime. Maybe. No, Showtime, Showtime, is, Showtime is on your mother's cable package. It's not on yours. Yeah, nah, not at all. I watch all the clips on YouTube. Like, I That's what I'm saying. I'm saying niggas was watching it on YouTube. Oh my god! And the clips is like is like watching WWE. You're not watching the full show. You're not getting yeah. most of the entrances and all that shit. You're getting like four minutes before the fucking finish happens. Listen, I'm glad we outlive them. I'm glad that we uh we're still strong. Our brand is still strong. Your brand is still strong. My brand is still strong. We're just branded just in general. Um. And we're going to have a good time this episode because we got a lot of exciting things to talk about. I actually want to get this out of the way like now. Yeah, gonna, go ahead. Uh, throw, wanna, that shit, throw that shit at the window. I want to kick this shit off now because I think this is what everybody has been looking forward for us to talk into. Um, we got a bit of news this week. And the biggest news of them all is CM Punk, the big daddy of collision. Yeah. <laughs> is Basically. having is having his way with the roster of who can show up on Collision, who can't show up on Collision, and it's created a lot. I mean, this is this is the stupidest shit ever because the the, the general. <laughs> the but general, my thing is, it's like it literally in person. Like he's telling th- niggas that they cannot show up. <laughs> like that is some G check shit. Like he don't Look, feel bad. He doesn't own. <laughs> Like, nigga, Tony Khan signs your paycheck, right? How is he letting you do this? What in his contract says this? It's a... So CM Punk, essentially, to just kind of give the recap for this and kind of, like, set the table for all of this. So CM Punk, of course, 
people will say, I mean, this to me is a bigger proof that Collision was kind of just made in order to force CM Punk to keep him away from the elite. Um, mm-hmm. And the fact that he has full reign over the show and can say who can show up and who can't show up based on what the issues that he had that was brought on by the brawl for all last year or brawl out last year. Um, but essentially, there were reports that came out, Wrestling Observer, Fightful Select, of various people who attempted last week, you know, Saturday, um, to show up on Collision and were promptly turned away and said, you can't be on this show. Um because of for whatever reason or whatever issue I have. Now, I want to ask you, Carlos, before I first anything, have you ever watched a collision? Yeah. Okay. It's a good show. Decent, say, yeah. Yeah, it's a good show. I, I it's to me it's way better than dynamite, which is for, weird. For whatever reason, yeah. It's yeah. like shouldn't the flagship show be better? But then we have it's like the the raw smackdown dynamic all over again. Yeah, where it's like it, Raw came first but it's also three fucking hours long and I have the extension span of a wombat. There's no way. Whereas Dynamite will have a bunch of nobodies wrestling. Yo, I'd be like, who the fuck is this masked motherfucker debuting this week? (laughs) Gravity? Yeah, exactly. And they're getting the shit kicked out of them every time. Like, they're almost never winning. Yeah, but they can flip. So, yeah. (laughs) That's their their claim to fame. And Um, it's so fucking crazy. Like... Go ahead. The, this is my thing, right? The mm-hmm. Forbidden Door is a beautiful concept in in like a house show or like, I want to say like a like an indie darling sort of way, right? But like when these people fucking show up and their styles are not uniform and you make them fucking wrestle on television, like no one has an understanding of what the other person's style is or anything like that. It looks fucking crazy. Like, this looks sloppy. This nigga looks like he might die if he takes another flip. It's crazy. Nobody knows what they're doing. It's so nuts. It's a... The the differences between Dynamite and Collision are drastic. Yeah. Like, like visibly, you can see it with your eyes. I don't know. Even the cameras are better. It's fucked up. Part of the show usually has a hot segment, then they end with the hottest match. Whereas Dynamite, you maybe will end with some bullshit. Yeah, like Danhausen versus I don't even know, like a random young buck, and that's what like the main event. Yeah, like why the fuck is he still wrestling? Anyway, a number yeah, like I said, number of talent was supposed to appear on collision. Um, turned away at the request of CM Punk. It was believed, so now, then it got started a lot of, like, the hullabaloo that Hangman Page was supposed to be one of those talents since he was supposed to record a pre-tape at Collision. Um, and then the r- initial rumor was that he was turned away. And then CM Punk did that shoot promo after the show where he's like, yo, this nigga can't sell no toys. All his toys is on the shelves. You don't, you don't do numbers. Like, he's a weak bitch. Like, all this other shit like that. Um, wow. What a bully. Yeah, I, so, sounds like someone should be a star. <laughs> motherfucker. Like, damn. Apparently, apparently he's like, he apologized because that's not how it's supposed to come out. <laughs> he shouldn't apologize because that's the, the weird egotistical person that he is. I like, think he's, his default is being a prick. That's why it came out the way it came out. Like, his default is like, I'm going to say something. And me not knowing anything to say... I'm just going to say something very prick about a guy I don't fucking like. And I think he realized, I mean, he's, he's apparently texted, um, 
Adam Page along the way. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, he was like, my bad. I wouldn't. I really oh yeah, know. I make fun of you in front of fucking everybody on TV. <laughs> but then I, you know, the little Macklemore. Yeah. <laughs> what? A, ooh. So, um, the initial rumor was he was turned away, but the actual rumor was that he was just supposed to tape something somewhere else on the same day at the same time or something along those lines. Some weird shit. Now, the second bit of news that came out is Ryan Namath, Nemeth whatever um who is Dolph Ziggler's, Dolph Ziggler's brother. brother yes yes the 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 I don't know how you be like the other brother of Dolph Ziggler Dolph Ziggler seems like someone's other brother just in general that's crazy that he is the winner in your family <laughs> I'm saying um I, call I mean him he's Dolph a <laughs> absolutely because it's like what um apparently he got in confrontation he he let out some tweets during the time of um all out where he's like you know he, you know, he was subtweeting. He was. He was subtweeting Punk. Right. So then Punk pulled back up, but eventually he was able to impress him and said, like, yo. This man like, really living up to his name. Listen, he, <laughs> we call what? him GM Punk. Um, <laughs> I call him CM Cunt. Oh, my God. Um, But he pressed him and was like, yo, what was that all about? And apparently it was all smoothed over. Well, Ryan Nemeth was supposed to be booked on Collision this week. Which CM Punk said, nah, <laughs> you can't be on my show. Not at all. Um, wow, he's really Terry Bollea. <laughs> it's really gone all full circle. I can't wait till some big Brock Lesnar-esque man comes out in 10 years and tells him, party's over, Grandpa, and just Let's- launches him into the front fucking row. Here's the thing. Here's what's so funny about this. Essentially, like, I wouldn't say he tried the same thing in WWE, but it's in Chris Jericho's book that he, like, pro- CM Punk in WWE locker room proclaimed himself to be a locker room leader, and everyone else was like, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, like, nigga, you just got here. Yeah, like, you're not. You, you're you not just, here. nigga, you had one hot song. Yeah. you're. That's, you're, that's how I, I would have treated him. You're you're not anyone worth a thing. Like, there's been people. In nigga, the- you was on the new ECW. <laughs> Like, think about that. I would be so humble if I even got to be WWE champion after being on the new ECW. <laughs> Christopher Daniels, also, who is the Aww. VP of talent relations. <laughs> Chris Daniels. <sighs> Poor guy. He's a tiny, yeah, tiny you, great memories for what he did. Great contribution to the business. One of the greatest triple threat matches of all time. Yeah, no, he's an he's an amazing wrestler, and I'm pretty sure he's like like a stand up guy. That's the fucked yeah. up part. Like, I don't think Chris Daniels got beef with anybody. <laughs> Shout out to Curry, man. Um, yeah, he wasn't allowed on Collision either because he was also involved during the All Out fight. And CM Punk says if A Steel isn't allowed to be at Collision, he shouldn't be allowed to be at Collision either. So now. Wait, 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 wait. So his weirdo friend who started mad shit isn't allowed, and then they get mad at Christopher Daniels, too, because he was there? He was also involved in the fight or something. What kind of school principal-ass shit? It's, I mean... Those are school principal maneuvers. These are not adult maneuvers. You have the VP of Talent Relations sitting out on, like, actual shows that y'all are doing. He's like, I'm the VP now. (laughs) Absolutely. That's crazy. That's um, crazy. Yo, he must wake up every morning and put his dick inside Tony Khan's coffee mug. Like, this is crazy abuse. Oh, my God. 
And then also it happened to Matt Hardy too, but I don't give a fuck about Matt Hardy. Yeah, he he shouldn't be wrestling, honestly. Matt Hardy, he walks like he's wearing a cement diaper. It's crazy. Like, both Hardys were supposed to show up. But if, Matt, if Matt Hardy can't come, Jeff Hardy can't come because who's going to drive Jeff Hardy? <laughs> so neither Hardy can show That's up. So and this is in North Carolina, which is the wildest That's- thing ever. That's crazy. Home? Like, you wouldn't have them have their biggest pop at home? This could never happen in any of... Like, you, not in my, not in North Carolina. Like, I don't know if there's any North Carolinian goons. Maybe... The baby. The, the baby. Um, <laughs> He'll maybe, shoot a nigga for Jeff Hardy. R-Truth. Um, Shannon Moore. Maybe. I don't know. Um, <laughs> maybe they'd show up and press punk, but yeah, nah, this is insane. Um... Yeah, people aren't happy. Um, people are upset. There was another thing that came out on Fightful Select that him and Jack Perry. I don't know if you know this. Jack Jungle Perry Boy? Guy. Jungle Boy. Jungle Man. Jungle Bitch. <laughs> he had a thing. Can I can I read this uh, this report to you? This comes yeah, go ahead. Select. He says, there was another issue with AEW talent that CM Punk brought face-to-face. Towards the start of Punk's collision run during the Canada tapings, Jungle Boy Jack Perry was brought into collision to film a segment, and the two had words about the plans that Perry was supposedly pushing. He says, according to the those on the side of Punk, Jack Perry wanted to use real glass for a backstage segment. Um, we weren't given clarity as to whether or not the spot was dangerous, or because Perry would have had. Um, Perry would have fulfilled it real time. Sometimes AEW does pre-tapes, blah, blah, blah. Per punk side of things, Perry was going against production doctors and Tony Schiavone advising him not to do it and telling him that smashing real glass was a safety hazard and Perry wasn't happy with that. Shortly after there were guidelines put in place. Punk's claim was that he was asked to step in and calmly said they don't do that on Saturdays and if he doesn't like it, he could say on Wednesdays. <laughs> Um, i'm not gonna lie that's that's a me ass response (laughs) take that wednesday shit somewhere else (laughs) that's a me ass response that's a very that's a very spicy shove it up your ass response um Um, punk's claim was that perry was throwing a temper tantrum over the spot not being cleared and people are trying to prevent it dex harwood need to leave the fightful select thing right Mm -hmm. mm-hmm Actually, that's the gossip girl, I believe. It is the gossip girl. I ain't got the gossip girl, but I got the gossip girl. <laughs> um, CM Punk, listen, man, he's rubbing people the wrong way. But to be honest with you, the company is enabling him one hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's just like until until this motherfucker says, "Okay, I need you to step back. I need you to do away with this stupid ass X on this belt." This is so fucking ridiculous. Like, this is some stupid interim shit till we get you an actual belt for this dumb, stupid-ass show and call it whatever the fuck. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? WBD, Warner Brothers Discovery, they want CM Punk featured on the show. It's like, listen, we asked you to sign CM Punk. (laughs) You signed CM Punk. We want him featured on the show. We love CM Punk. However, because of legalities, restraining orders, things... He cannot actively be on the Wednesday show because they cost too much of a riff. So now he's on the Saturday show 
And now, because of probably his own issues with the safety that he had when you know people barged in his locker room last September, threatening to kick his ass, um, he now is like, no, anyone who has a problem with me or could present a problem cannot be here. Mm-hmm. And I half respect it, and then I half because <laughs> he is the problem. Oh my yeah. god. He He's is the problem. All he has to do is act right. But no, it's mm, fuck you. Mm, fuck you. No, you need cognitive behavioral therapy, Philip. <laughs> you fucking dickhead. There... You have so many issues that you have to work out. All these control issues where everything has to go your way. Like that is so crazy, you big ass man baby. Yeah. It's a it's a real problem that Tony Khan can handle. Because he does own the company, the he just got to. All you got to do is take your hand off the check. The mere fact this man is bitching out the EVPs of the company, he's like, "Y'all can't touch me." The VP of talent relations couldn't even touch me without you know? Vaseline. This nigga's violating. <laughs> he is doing everything he's violating. Yeah. Crazy. He is nuts, and. This is only going to get worse before it gets better. There isn't going to be any. I can't imagine any kind of like jurisdiction of like Tony Khan saying you can't control who comes on the shows because, in a sense, Tony Khan was the one who enabled all the problems last September and is the reason why he doesn't feel comfortable, I'm assuming, with people appearing on his show that he's had problems with. One, Matt Hardy, who's probably, he probably calls him all types of tools and shit. You know, um, Ryan Nemeth. I don't know. I guess who's harmless, but still, it's like, you're a weak bitch. Like, who cares? <laughs> um, and also the elite, who doesn't appear like they will ever um, show up on Collision, as, as long as Punk. Yeah, is. you will only ever get a match between all of them if you play the Fight Forever game. That's it. That's the <laughs> only way you're getting, like, Have that dream match. Uh, no, because I've played the Celebrity Deathmatch wrestling game. I <laughs> like. I don't think I need to play this one. Oh god, that's what it looks like. I'm on 2K23 almost all the time, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, if I've got this, and the Buckshot Larry is almost like an insta kill. At like, it's crazy. That move is mad hacked in the game. It's mm. like insta kill every time you hit it. Shout out to that. Listen, but the, the real owner of the Buckshot Larry, Logan Paul. Oh, sadly. Yeah. You just be doing. He did it from inside the ring to outside of the ring at SummerSlam. I was like, "Holy shit!" Different maneuvers and angles. That boy's got bungees. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, what the fuck did they eat? Um, insane. But yeah, just the Prime sm- is that it? it, it if I be. drink Prime, is that is it's that the Michael hot. Jordan? Yeah, that's the it's Michael Jordan hot. secret stuff. Your heart will skip multiple beats. Um, I heard it's delicious, but also it's apparently not safe, according to the... Yeah, you'll start hearing the drums of liberation, man. <laughs> um, But we'll see what happens with the CM Punk stuff. More news is coming out. I feel like there's a lot of like uh, clearing up a lot of things that's going to happen. Again, we're barreling close to All In. Mm-hmm. Wembley, their biggest show ever. Man... Yeah. And the card looks like the fucking. As a New York nigga, it's crazy to me that they call their pay per view all in. (laughs) Like, I grew up in that get light era. You know, motherfuckers don't know what an all in is. Thus far, the card for all in (laughs) MJF versus Adam Cole for the AEW World Championship. Darby and Sting 
versus uh-huh. Mobile Embassy in a tag uh, team coffin match. Oh boy. I don't know. That, be- yeah, that boy's just gonna hurt himself. All I'm gonna do is watch that boy torture his own body. His spine is gonna be like a fucking uh bendy straw, a little silly straw by the end of the match. Hikaru Shida versus Tony Storm versus Soraya versus oh, What? Yeah. Is it a tag team match or is it no, like no, no, no. it's a fatal four way. Okay. Uh, versus I mean, we'll know at tomorrow. It's 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 Britt Baker versus the Bunny, but we know Britt Baker's been in that fucking match. Well, um, <laughs> when you got it like that, yeah, you know and what I mean. FTR versus the Young Bucks for the AEW World Tag Team Championships, um, and that is all that is confirmed for their biggest show that ever existed, apparently. And it's not really that impressive. So I feel yeah. like bigger shit to worry about. CM Punk's match isn't even confirmed. He's supposed to be facing Samoa Joe, I assume. Um, uh-huh. Which is like, maybe 10 years ago could have been... Uh, yeah, because also, why are we running this back? We've already seen it. You just like, saw it three weeks ago. And it was yeah. like 12 minutes long. It wasn't even in an epic. Um, it just is what it is. Uh, let's see. Another bit of news. The Rock isn't coming back anytime soon, according to his uh his his friend Brian I s- Yeah, I've seen his stocks on his tequila. He's not coming back anytime soon. <laughs> if anyone was looking for the rock to press Roman Reigns, which why would you? Um at this Yeah, point. at this fucking point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh my god, did you not watch those two matches he had with John Cena? Jesus Christ, he'd probably be gassed as a motherfucker. Absolutely. He's he's firmly Big old gassed. in his fifties right now. Um Boy howdy. Much- and has not wrestled actively in like a decade, um, and even that wasn't active. Even that, you've got to like on top of that, he'd have to slim down his physique because at his age, running the ropes would fucking kill him. Yeah, absolutely. His knees would explode. So Brian Gowart said on Cheap Heat, shout out to that guy Greg. He says the Rock does look. Well, I'll, I'll skip to the, the the most important part. He's like, we haven't discussed it. I personally don't think, you know, there are bigger things going on in the entertainment landscape. Um, WWE is not affiliated with any of the guilds, is not affiliated with SAG, but it's a bad look for a prominent actor like The Rock, John Cena, Dave Batista to en- appear on an entertainment program while there is a strike going on and people are not getting paid and are striking. Yes, it's not insane, but appearing on television in an entertainment capacity is not a great look when a strike is going on. I would be shocked if The Rock appeared anytime soon while the strike is going on, but I would be equally not shocked, if not more shocked, if The Rock never appeared in the WWE ring again and figuring out a storyline at some point. So, whether, I mean, I don't think the Bloodline thing is in the cards. I don't think That's fine. It's in the cards. This is for the young people. Yeah. But, like- I mean,. I, I just, I'm just saying, don't expect a rock appearance yeah. soon, unless they're like, "Yo, this thing again." Fucking <laughs> off! You never act in this. You'll never be Hobbs again. Nah, um, the shit that would kill me is like he goes for the people's elbow, and Roman just simply moves out of the way, just rolls. He just moves. He's just like no. Just hit that- man punch, just out of nowhere. Yeah, um, and just like boom, pops him. Oh my god. Um, so yeah, don't expect the rock anytime soon. Another bit, of, another another bit of news this week. Not really news, but tweets. We got a bunch of tweets from Oscar this week. My favorite, uh, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I love where she's at. I love where she's at too. Energy, big energy. Yeah, big energy. like 
she just comes out and it's like this, like this way wash. Like honestly, Shinsuke had it at the very start of his run in NXT. It just had this mystique and aura and presence, like you know. But like right now, I feel like she's in like the best form of her character. Absolutely. So I want to say I want to read Oscar's tweets. Mm-hmm. And you and me both being anime fans and just entertainment fans in general, I want to know uh-huh. Asuka sounds like a villain <laughs> at any point in me reading these tweets. Um, so someone tweeted Asuka and she was like, you know, she was getting banned. She said, flaws, stop being my fan, damn it. Poop emoji, poop emoji, poop emoji, poop emoji. Don't measure the world by your scale. She says, I don't flatter anyone. Even in Japan, the media hated me because I don't flatter the media. In Japan, everyone was flirting with the media except for me. I fought the media alone to take care of my fans. That's why some of the Japanese media still hate me. That's why I've always... Wait, there's more? I've always... Yes, (laughs) I've always been a freelancer. And everyone in Japan knows I'm anti-Joshi pro. Always. Um... Not her being Joshi Pro Frieza. <laughs> <laughs> Why did she talk like that? She says, the former editor-in-chief of Pro Wrestling Weekly has made this point on several occasions. That is, Stardom is an organization that was created to defeat me. It is an organization that was created to destroy me personally. But they failed to defeat me. I don't know what happened to them after that because I came to America. (laughs) (laughs) That's that cash shit. Talk that. Talk that. Talk that. Talk that. She says, the media could not bring me down when I came to America. (laughs) The maid? The media. The media. Oh, I'm screaming because I thought I was like, wow, that's some real love and hip hop shit. She's very funny. They must have really wanted me to fail. I am used to it because I've been fighting my critics alone since my days in Japan. But now that I am here, I have comrades in arms. Charlotte, Becky, Triple H. And I've walked alone in the wilderness all my life. And here I have an oasis. To the Asuka aunties, I say, beat me up on the internet all you want. I grab everything. Hold on. Okay. Uh, she says, when I became champion, one media outlet asked the wrestling fans, do you think, it's go- do you think it is good enough to be champion do you think it do you think it deserves to be champion why is she calling herself it um compare me to other people do you think my abilities are inferior can you believe that i was always fighting that media all by myself i grab everything and then i think this is the last one she says what i just said is in the past it was before i came to america now the organization has changed and there are few players i know so I don't know anything about it. Good luck to everyone who's trying their best. I'm especially concerned about Siori and Shir- Shirakawa. That's all. Listen. She had some shit to get off her chest. Oh, there's another one. You know, I won't read that one. But clearly. Mm-hmm. Feels very villainous. But also very Asuka's life story. She has a, such a interesting... Um history that i feel like most fans don't know at all yeah of course because um, we we only got introduced to oscar via nxt we don't like a lot of people don't know kana right 
and then also like just even her personal life mm-hmm. um she used to work for like gaming companies and she used to like work for other things that's why she has like all these fucking games um apparently she had what i read on reddit was she created she wrote this like manifesto that got her like hated that's why she's hated in japan because she would create this manifesto kind of like rejecting all of the um contemporary kind of like things that are currently happening japanese and joshi wrestling and shit like that and pissed a lot of people off and then she came to america and got fucking money and and became oscar and then you know shit on it all of her uh peers so you know what she's sounding like a villain but she's my hero so i'll say that honestly that's fine because we have charlotte flair that's like our equivalent to that yeah (laughs) the bell collector uh charlotte flair what She's like, it's new. <laughs> it's that, new. I, I got to get that on me. I need it immediately. Shout out to uh, shout out to um, Io Shirai, just springboarding off a top rope and just like randomly kicking and kicking up twice. Oh, love that woman! Like an uh, indestructible little jelly bean of pain. <laughs> um, let me find the news on Bray Wyatt. There's news on Bray Wyatt. He's coming back soon. I think he is. Um, Finally. I mean, they've got to do something with this guy. Like, he's in the video game, so I figure he's supposed to be on my TV. <laughs> no, uh, I'm so dead ass. That's really how they do it. Like, a lot of the shit that's in the video game is just going to end up on your fucking TV. So, so he says, Fightful and Hump learned that Bray Wyatt is getting closer to clearance after almost six months without it. Wyatt battled an illness that we won't disclose in the company, and Wyatt have been taking extra precautions to make sure that his long-term health is accounted for. But there is some positive news. While we've confirmed that he isn't actively cleared, um, there have been creative ideas presented, one source says. Um, some ideas were mentioned for September. However, that doesn't mean anything unless he gets clearance. There are ideas for Wyatt to be integrated with Alexa Bliss, Eric Young, Uncle Howdy, slash Bo Dallas. Um, However, Bray Wyatt was sidelined. Alexa's having a baby. <laughs> Eric Young left, and Bo Dallas is still Bo Dallas. Um, so, <laughs> looking Bo. forward to yeah, Bray Bray Wyatt maybe gracing our television screens in the future at some point. Well, all right. So um, this is this is crunch time. He can do like a couple of vignettes, but this time just one vignette, and he comes back and he got to shut the fuck up and fight people. That's it. He I gotta think he put- needs to be put on Raw. <laughs> Okay, I don't mind that. Because, to be honest with you, Roman don't want to work. <laughs> Roman's like, that spooky shit, y'all can have that. <laughs> I'm not feel him for no superpowers and no other thing, man. Keep that. Make Seth get his revenge or whatever the fuck after. Um, have Cody have the greatest storyline of all time. Where he uh, finally defeats all for one Bray Wyatt. <laughs> He, he, he um he, the ghost of all out you know what i'm saying uh, <laughs> but i think he needs to be put on raw that's the only creative that i would put like set in stone it's like while smackdown does need the star power of bray wyatt ain't nobody jobbing to bray wyatt on smackdown and it, oh, no one <laughs> of note no one of note will yeah like put stand in front of that bullet train and kind of like take not it. gonna hold you i need walter to chop him that shit is the true test of a man's character and his character work walter chopping him you can't you can't play with that shit that shit is real (laughs) if he can't if he can't have a good match with walter it may be something deeply incredibly wrong but i would you know 
Yeah, I know. Gunther, Walter Gunther. Walter could put over I mean a bag of rice. Oh Gunther, yes. Yeah, Gunther, Wyatt. I would be intrigued for sure. Um let's see. Last bit of news. Not even news. It's my like question of the week. We normally do questions mm-hmm. on this show, but I opted for news this week. Uh-huh. My news after watching Dynamite last week and seeing whatever the hell that opened the show. My question is, is the Jericho Appreciation Society the worst stable in wrestling history? Um, that's non-comedic? Because there are so many comedic stables that you could yes, be like, okay, this is pretty this is pretty bad. That's um here's what um, I'm gonna do. So I I I thought out this exercise. Okay. So what I'm gonna do is I'm going to name various wrestling stables that websites some people have claimed are terrible. Mm-hmm. And I want you to say if the Jericho Appreciation Society is better or worse than the stable. All right. So you have to read out to me who's in the Jericho Appreciation Society because it's a lot of fucking nobodies, right? So, yes, of course. It's a plethora um, of them. So the Jericho Appreciation Society features one, Chris Jericho, of course. Of course. Um, Jake Poor shit. Yes, Jake Hager, who is or shit, Jake Hager. Yes, who is becoming a gold medal check stealer? Um, uh huh. Absolutely, black, he's just black belt, black belt in check stealing. <laughs> black belt in avoiding un- unemployment. Absolutely, um, Daniel Garcia, who he got, he, he's. I think he's all right as a wrestler, and I just want him to stop humping the air. He was on his way to something, and then they was like, "Nah, <laughs> nah, fuck that. We stopping all your shit. You gotta, yeah. you gotta, you gotta. This is your daddy now." Um, <laughs> Angelo Parker and Matt Menard. Do you know who those are? Uh, is that, those are the two point motherfuckers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrence and oh, yeah, they got those funny fucking heads, the flapping heads, baby. Oh man, they look like caricatures of real people. Um, Sammy Guevara. <laughs> Speaking of caricature of a real person, he uh, looks so easy to draw, it kills me. He looks like a home movies character with big fucking teeth. <laughs> and Tate Mello. And oh, Anna, that's cool. He gets to be in a stable with his wife. And Anna JAS. So her name was Anna J, and now her name was Anna JAS when she became. Who's dating, who's dating Jungle Boy, by the way? Okay. Good that's for my, him. That's my claim to fame. Yes. He's dating. He's dating. Um, just don't just don't have him reproduce. You know what I'm saying? Oh, um, that's crazy. So I want to name various wrestling stables. Okay, go ahead. By the way, Jericho Appreciation Society. I think they're only they've in terms of like success that they've had. Um, only Jericho, Sammy Guevara and Jericho, really. Yeah, Daniel Garcia won the ROH Pure Championship. Oh, Chris yes, Jericho, that's true. Chris Jericho won the ROH World Championship. So, and they have been together since 2022. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that's like something that started on Dynamite. Just yeah, the initial impetus of this um, stable was supposed to be a play on sports entertainment that Vince McMahon created, and then Vince McMahon got ousted from the company, and Triple H got in charge, and suddenly Jericho Appreciation Society made no more fucking sense. <laughs> because So it was all meant to be a rib at Vince, and like since Vince left, it was pointless? Yeah, essentially. Oh, well. So, so 
Best worst laid plans of Madison men, right? <laughs> worst stables in history. Start naming them, okay? Okay. Mean Street Posse. Better or worse than the Jericho Appreciation. Ooh, that is Sunday night heat trash. That is like niggas don't ever appear on Raw unless it's some bullshit with Shane McMahon trash. Ooh, man. Ah, ah, they wore fucking sweater vests, bro. They really look like some bitch asses. Yeah. It was crazy. It was some of the I worst. Think, I don't even think two of them were actually wrestlers, but I could be wrong. <laughs> no, they were all wrestlers. I'm sure they all went in and got trained by some fucking asshole. But, like, what I'm saying is they look terrible in retrospect. Yeah. Like, I don't even have to Google them to remember how bad they looked. No, of course not. Um, better or worse than JAS? Uh, three packs of shit versus a ten pack of shit? Let's I'll be take, let's be real. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, another bad stable. I don't know if you remember this. This is from the nineties. The mm-hmm. Disciples of the Apocalypse. Nah. So it was this biker gang. Remember when they had race wars back in old WWF and had like Los Boricuas versus Nation of Domination versus the Disciples of Apocalypse. Disciples of Apocalypse were the incels who were on bikes. <laughs> And all, oh my god, they all look like fucking Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> they I'm got the Basham brothers. And just looking, two undertakers. <laughs> and yeah, double undertaker. That's crazy. <laughs> they really didn't <laughs> under four undertakers from various universes. <laughs> 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 I'm Mark Calloway Universe Zero Zero X Six. I'm Mark um, Calloway. Oh my God. Um. So yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna say that they're worse than the thing. Um. <laughs> yeah, because they look to like. Why does each one look like a palette swap of the other? It's so bad. This is like Mortal Kombat level bad design. <laughs> oh my God. Um. Next table. Not sure if you remember this, the core. Do you remember? The oh movie? yes, when the Nexus dissolved, and then they only took like what was it, Ezekiel Jackson, the Ezekiel human, ro- Jackson. the human roti machine, <laughs> and Wade Barrett and Heath Slater. Oh, Justin Gabriel was there. Yes, yes, I remember. I also remember Heath Slater being there. That poor bastard. That man was. That man was really holding on to a job. I'm going to say, good lord, I kind of want to say, I don't know. The corn never accomplished anything, but to be honest, re- really, not that JAS didn't either. I feel yeah. like it was a big waste of time. I'm yeah. equating them equal. They were both a massive waste of time of everyone. Yeah. Involved. Oh, absolutely. Um, Harlem Heat 2000. <laughs> Harlem Heat 2000? Hell. Yeah, everyone, everyone had to have a 2000. Um, it was the new version of Harlem Heat, where Booker T decided he was going to be he was going to stay successful, <laughs> and Stevie Ray teamed up with Ahmed Johnson and Clarence Mason for Harlem Heat two thousand. I feel like Clarence he's kind of Mason. Clarence oh, Mason. He was their manager. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Ahmed Johnson. His- Damn, I don't even fucking remember these. I like I can remember yeah, it's regular WCW. Harlem. I, but this is I remember WCW though. 
Yes, but that's the funny fucking thing. Like, my cousin had the VHS tape, so I remember Harlem Heat from the VHS tapes, like, the shits that he would have. But I do not remember this iteration, so I can't even judge it. But shit, I barely remember shit about Ahmed Johnson. I remember Ahmed Johnson would have like knee pads on his like shins and knee pads on his elbows and knee pads on his thighs. That's my biggest mem- and the Pearl River Plunge, of course, which is a fire finisher name. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm gonna skip to the next one. Another terrible wrestling stable. X Factor. The fuck? Do you remember X? You don't remember X Factor was. A, it came after DX ended in 2000, and X-Pac had his own stable with Just Incredible and Albert. And they had Oh, a, no. That's like being with Bulk and Skull. Yeah, they had a theme song by Uncle Cracker, which was fucking awesome. Um, it's a and, crazy game for a white boy band. Yeah, X-Factor. I got everything that I ever wanted. I, I'm going to say they're better than JAS just for the theme song alone. You know what? I don't hate these wrestlers in this faction. So guess what? They are better. But it's weird to have X-Pac as the leader of anything because, like, what? Yeah. He's like, not a leader. it just doesn't, like, he's a cool dude, but, like. Yeah, cool dude, good hand, not a leader, though. Clearly. That's that's weird. Like, it's weird as hell. Somehow ending up on this list, hit row. <laughs> <laughs> not weird. Um... You know what? Hit Row is very painful to me. And I understand that Triple H wanted to give them a chance. But sometimes you got to tell niggas no. Yeah. Tell them niggas no. Yeah. No. 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 None of this. uh, I'm going to say they're worse than JAS somehow. It's pretty fucking bad. No, they're really setting us back as a community. I agree. With these outfits, these raps, these... (sighs) <sighs> a lot of it. The next stable, JBL's The Cabinet. Oh, <laughs> with that freak boo? <laughs> I will always remember him as the TNA freak boo. Oh, my. <laughs> I was Orlando, like... <laughs> Orlando Jordan, the Basham Brothers. Um, and they were some freak bulls, too. Hey, man. JBL was world champion. Orlando Jordan, U.S. champion. The cabinet was a free uh, fest. Yeah, Bash, they were all freaks in the various <laughs> things. Basham Brothers, also tag team champions. I'm going to say they were better than JS somehow. Yeah, they were definitely better. Uh, I enjoyed JBL's run as champion. Um, so. The the JLB squad, the job squad. Um, They were, that's a comedy. Yeah, that's a comedy one. I'm going to skip that one. So you can, yeah, it doesn't hold um, any weight. One that's probably like equates to this. Do you remember La Familia? La Familia? From it like... Was, wait, was, go what ahead. year? Like what year? This is like 2008, 2009. So we're talking like Nunzio? No, 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 no. It's even worse than that. It's <laughs> it's Edge. Uh-huh. Chavo Guerrero. Oh, because Edge was porking Vicky Guerrero at the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I remember this angle, and it made me the vomit then. Now it makes Zach me Ryder, vomit Kurt Hawkins, and Bam Neely. <laughs> Who? Don't even worry about it. <laughs> uh, remember, you might as well have gotten you know hit by an asteroid, locked in the tar pit. 
Um, Didn't she break up with Edge because she was fucking the big show? That shit was so insane. Like, what kind of soap opera shit? And she caught Edge cheating on her with Alicia Fox. So there's that. Um, Edge was world champion. Chava was ECW champion. The twin guys who weren't really twins or tag team champions, I'd say they made it out well. Um, I think I'm going to leave it there. There's other ones. There's like Spirit Squad and other shit like that. But I don't know. I don't. I'm putting JAS with all these stables. I'm saying that. Yeah. They were pretty bad. And they're pretty been... fucking terrible. Yeah. yeah. And have yeah. really accomplished nothing. And no one came out it's... of the group better than when they went in. And Including it's just like, them. where is the the uniformity? Like, what is the point of this? What is like, are you going to go somewhere? Are you going to like at least? I want to say the House of Black as trios champions. They're fucking, they're fucking killing it. They're enjoying it. They're doing all these crazy little things that you like, all these little visuals and stuff like that to enhance their mystique and whatnot. And it's working for them. Like they are a cohesive unit, and it kind of fucking means something. Whereas these are all just a group of guys that are supposed to be like Jericho's like lapdogs and like what what does it do for them where, where do they go up you know because he's an old motherfucker yeah and he will always be on tv i can't yeah for everybody else on in this table at all. yeah like how does this elevate them what do they learn what is you know what is good for them about being associated with just chris jericho because that's really what it is it's just association with chris jericho <sighs> With that said, again, one of the worst stables that's ever existed. Um, let's head over to the shows this week, and then we can kind of like wrap things up. Um, SmackDown. We're starting off with SmackDown. The Bloodline is WWE's hottest story, and now I ask the question: Where do we go from here? Now that this was a this, this was giving big season finale vibes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we'll be back for season three. Um, Jay Uso quits WWE. The man says deuces, ooses, and gets out of Dodge after dealing with years of mental anguish from mm-hmm. dealing with his family. Um, I love it. I like it too. I'm trying to figure out where we go from here. Um, oh. For I mean, Jay versus Jimmy seems like, you know. It'll happen eventually down the line. But um, I think right now, I don't know what's next for Roman Reigns. I don't know if Solo's going to smack the shit out of him and just turn on him immediately. I don't know if, I don't know who's going to turn on who, what's going to happen. So, it, like, all I know is that at Survivor Series... At the mm-hmm. very least, he has to do one thing. He has to help go up against Seth. That's it. I would hope they would do. I mean, I'm not sure if they're going to do the Raw versus SmackDown thing again. I think I they'll think, still continue to do this sort of thing. I think because of, to me. Because it kind of period, finishes the story, though. Because it's like, it's just something that they've constantly left hanging. I will. I will say. I think the Survivor Series is more going to hang around Judgment Day and who opposes Judgment Day. Oh no, no, no! I know that they're they're going to have a War Games match. That's guaranteed at this point I know. because I don't they're, think adding... they're going to have War Games either. They're not going to have War Games this year either. You don't think so? Nah, no. it would have been promoted. It would have been promoted uh, 
with it. I think they're not going to do war games this year. Oh, okay, that's fine then. Then so, if they're not doing the Raw versus SmackDown thing, and they're going to have a traditional Survivor Series match for whatever reason, because this isn't—I don't know—I I just hate when they do something that's like, "Ooh, new sort of styled branded event," and then we come back to it and we're just like, "No, it's it's back to normal." Sorry, guys. Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. <laughs> oh man, that those are that you know what that was a good time though. That was a that great was time. Good. These were I'm some kinda, crazy matches. I'm I'm okay with having that once. Because I don't think you could do that. I think NXT roster when they had that was incomparable, and you can't do that again. Yeah, NXT's current roster, even though NXT is fucking amazing, because you had so much talent that had not only history with one another, but it's like they were oh. they were they, like they were just ready to go. Yeah, just yeah. straight off the bat, these guys already knew spots they could do with each other and shit like that. The chemistries were amazing. Um, so yeah, I don't know where Jay Uso is going to go with this. They put his, uh, profile in the alumni section on WWE.com, which apparently means something really doesn't, but it really um, doesn't. This is a fictional sport that we watch. Yeah. But Jimmy Uso, I'm assuming as he still has a job, he's going to have to figure things out with his two braids. Um, <laughs> and really, Them shit's I, as slick as a motherfucker though. Yeah. He's going to have to figure no, things no out. No Jim Zones. Uh, solo. There's been rumors that's going to be at payback. Jimmy versus Jay with Rikishi as the referee. That's funny like, as fuck. I'm like, how does that big old ass nigga move? <laughs> now he just just yeah. kind of like uh, weebles wobbles, but he doesn't fall over. I don't oh, fucking know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe at the end of the match, everyone's going to get a pair of sunglasses and they'll dance. Um, another match that we have looking forward to this week. So it started last week. This week is going to be Edge's 25th anniversary. And we got Edge versus Sheamus on SmackDown this week. That's so, it's so funny. That match, the way they set the match up, I was like, why are we talking about this? (laughs) He said, you, you brought me back to this sport. So I'm going to fuck you up. (laughs) That shit is so funny. I was like. (laughs) Why you are we having this sentimental moment that really means nothing? This is no, that's some anime shit. I'm not gonna hold you. <laughs> that's some like before we draw our swords, I want to give you this long ass exposition. Yeah, 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 you were always my teacher, and I always appreciate you. I'm like, bro, th- are we acting like Edge and Sheamus didn't exist at the same fucking time at some point? Yeah, it wasn't like, short, but they they were there. Like, I'm not. Clamoring he definitely back. called that nigga lobster head. Yeah, out of all the dream matches that could happen, I'm not clamoring for Edge versus Sheamus, to be real with you. I feel like I it's going to be a cool match. I feel like, no, you know, know Edge is going to, Edge is a showman, so he's going to put on a good show. Like, when he first came back and he had that match with Seth, those first two matches, I was just so surprised at how far he was willing to go and, like... Right. You know, like, I was, like, wincing almost. I'm like, nigga, you can do that with your neck? I feel That's like crazy. I feel like Sheamus's best matches are with someone who could whoop his ass, and I'm not fully sure if that's Edge's style of like beating, really beating them down and beating them up. So I'm not saying this match is going to be terrible. I'm just saying I think it's a clash of styles, and I'm not sure why it's being lauded as this once in the lifetime thing when it's literally. Edge comes back every so now and often and doesn't have any consistent storyline driving towards anything. And Sheamus 
will lose when he whether he wins is not important and when he loses it's also not important so <laughs> i'm like it is what it is but that's the know. life of a hall of famer man yeah no you're right you're right um in the most contrived way possible austin theory loses the united states championship to Rey mysterio <laughs> yeah but i think it sets something up like i feel like i don't know santos Fuse with Rey Mysterio? I don't fucking know. Something's gonna happen. He's a fuse with Rey Mysterio? Yeah, just fuse with him. Just says, fuck you. You took my opportunity, you bitch ass. Oh, I thought you said fuse, like do the fusion dance. No, no, no. They don't have to fuse. Put like, a Patara earring and fuse uh, with Rey Mysterio. That's crazy. <laughs> that would be nuts. Um, No, but it was this way. So um, a couple weeks ago, finals of the tournament supposed to be all. Santos Escobar versus Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio gets injured. Santos Escobar advances. They set up this match that happens two weeks. Two weeks later, Austin Theory jumps Santos Escobar from behind, takes out his leg. I'm kind of get the feeling that Santos Escobar wasn't supposed to be in this match in the first place and was probably supposed to lose that match against Rey Mysterio. Uh-huh. Um, but because Santos Escobar couldn't compete in the match against Austin Theory, Rey Mysterio says, I can do it. Um... And he sure as hell does it. And he has a match against Austin Theory. And he beats Austin Theory. And now Rey Mysterio is the United States champion once again. And I'm trying to figure out... I'm going to ask you this question. Uh Uh-huh. How do you feel about Austin Theory? He... mm, It's like... They rushed to get him to be a heel. And like try to build this heat around him that just isn't organic it's just like people and then it's like for whatever reason he's just not not an attention grabber like anytime he's on screen i you know i find myself looking at whatever else is going on on my computer screen because it just he doesn't have that charisma or that passion yet when he speaks like i'm not sold on austin theory as a as a title holder, like he's got the look, he's got some moves that make me go, wow. And shit like that. And, uh, you know, he's you getting there, to, but he's yeah. not, he's not yet the final product that you need to no. put in front of me. No. Okay. And I think that's more important than anything. I feel like he really isn't. I think he's talented as hell. Um, I think he's a, yeah, I think he's a good wrestler and I think he can cut a promo if he's um, motivated enough to cut a promo. But I think they should have, honestly, they should have just given him time to be fucking goofy and like, like actually like a face. Like they didn't, they didn't try that. They just rushed to get him to be a bad guy. Yeah. Hmm. Like as a goofy heel, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, as a goofy face, I was just like, oh yeah. He's like kind of entertaining because he's like this silly, like, you know, himbo. (laughs) And it. And I feel like that was a better character for him. But instead, they wanted straight away have him do these selfies, beat people up, and have him get heat like this because it's social media and people love social media. We didn't give a fuck. He would just show up on our TVs and we'd be like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Because we weren't clamoring for him. And we just suddenly got him on TV next to Seth Rollins. And I thought that was going to be something for him, like something to build him as a character, make him look like a. You know, uh, like a really athletic, like new style of wrestler that we've never seen before, just like Seth. 
and Seth takes these guys like him and Buddy Murphy and like they could have made a you know a decent stable, right? With these personalities at the very least, but they then they threw him back at NXT, so I was fucking confused there. No, nah, I think he's a. Uh... I think he's um he needs to be kind of like repackaged just in general. I think he okay. just not the necessarily that I said he should go into a stable. I think I think a stable would work as well. I th- but I think the identity of Austin Theory just does not connect or resonate with anyone as it should. I think he's playing a character where he's begging you to hate him. And there's a large part of you that does hate him, but you hate him for the wrong reasons. Yeah. And, and I think he's never I think based on his character currently, it's very easy to put him in positions and give him the blame that it isn't working because just nothing really connects. Mm-hmm. And I look back at the time where he cashed in the money in the bank for the US title and then lost like a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> and I look at that and it's like, you know the reason why they did that to you? Because <laughs> you're you're a goober and you don't... It, it, nothing connects. So... They can do that to you. I think if there's a character that's more instilled, there's a lot. If there's a character that's more that has some sort of like basis and motivation and something along those lines. There's a lot more to write around. There's a lot more to play with. There's a lot more to actually attack. I think Austin Theory. I think he's talented and I think he's good, but I don't think in this current iteration, he's like he's got. He's got what um, L.A. Knight needs, and L.A. Knight, <laughs> they, like, they both are missing what the other needs, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, because L.A. Knight is somehow carrying it on this larger-than-life personality, which will get you further than being really great in the ring. Of course. But L.A. Knight ain't really that good in the ring, in my opinion. Um, which would segues to L.A. Knight beats Top Dollar on SmackDown. Um, I asked the ceiling, what's L.A. Knight's... I asked the ceiling. I asked the question: What's LA Knight ceiling, realistically? Like, what do you think? Um, world I think I think he could end up being a world champion, but mm-hmm. I think he would be a transitional champion. I think that they would do it in a way where they're like trying to, in the next few months, even like build him up to be like at the very least a mid card champion, and you know if that is successful and people don't, you know, eventually turn on LA Knight or just feel like he's, you know, kind of boring um, because he's an entertaining personality, but you know, wrestling is a big part of this. And so it's like sometimes with enough exposure, you kind of see through the veil and you'd be like, wow, I don't want to watch this shit. (laughs) (laughs) that's the bad part about wrestling. Like you get so many people that are just great personalities. And then when it comes to them in the ring, it's like, I don't want to watch this shit. Yeah. I mean, I think you can get away with more. If you were terrible in the ring, if you had great in ring skills, but no personality, I think people would turn it off faster. Yeah, for sure. And no in ring. Because that's uh, what—that's the first thing that engages people: your character and how yeah. you pre- appear and present. Um, I see the ceiling for him. You know what's crazy? I saw an interview with DDP who was talking about it. <laughs> I love DDP, and I was like, I could see the similarities. Um, 
both are very at this point getting to this stage of their career where <clears throat> they're on the main stage, but they both got into it at a very like late time in their actual like career in life, like yeah, thirties, early forties. And I said, could LA Knight become a DDP in the in the way that DDP was represented in WWE? I would say yes if he can understand. I mean, I think there's a level of, DDP wasn't the best in the ring by far, but he understood the psychology of a fucking mm. understand like I see what you're saying. Bring people to bring you in it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And if LA Knight can possibly bring that to his yeah. character. Because he's that, already got that star power. He already commands the audience. Yeah. So if he can kind of bring that level to it in the ring, I think he can I think his ceiling is like a DDP, which DDP was a world champion. I think um, he's actually gotta um tone down. Some people yeah. some people's like his physique is tremendous at this point, but I know that that is a lot to move around with. So I feel like, you know, you you lighten up and you you do some fucking cardio and woof. You'll be flying through those ropes. You'll be moving much faster. That's why you wear them 40-pound Tims, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, SmackDown was okay. Raw, to me, I did not like Raw. <laughs> oh, no. It was pretty bad this week. Yeah. I was um, just, and, and then And then fucking J.D. McDonough is the seat of Chucky every <laughs> fucking time with his big fucking head. <laughs> I'm so fucked Okay. <laughs> J.D. McDonough, first of all, this is leading up against, once again, Finnis tweaking. J.D. McDonough. OD, he off he, he of being Angelus. It's crazy. Yeah. J.D. McDonough. But then, you know what? This week, I, I, I firmly do blame Damian Priest for kind of what happened. The man slid it between his legs. Yo. <laughs> he, slid the, he slid the money in the bank briefcase between his legs. Um, and Cody picked it up and won the match, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Okay, great." But JD McDonough's uh, adds an inter- interesting wrinkle. I mean, Judgment Day seems like a very strong quartet. JD McDonough may be trying to figure his way into it, may get into it. I mean, Finn might say like, "Yo, this is my guy. He got to be in here." And usually, that doesn't really work well for groups. Can't bring like you know, little brother in. It's like, nah, he cool. Uh, <laughs> he just vouched for him. Yeah, yeah, he valid. Don't worry about him. Um, it just never works that way. But I do like the JD McDonough storyline. I was like, okay, I like, I like. But it's good because, people. yeah, exactly. Because you add people and give them television time. Yeah, he's not it's a like bad wrestler. Opposite, it's the opposite of the Sammy in the Bloodline thing, but it's still like the same kind of like way they're handling it. How yeah. do we introduce this new character to kind of like throw off the dynamic, but also add a new dynamic to a lot of these characters? Um. So JD McDonough interrupts Judgment Day and says Finn Balor is going to be here. Don't you worry. Blah 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 blah. Um. We get to the main event. Eventually, he has a match against Sami Zayn, which he loses because he's JD McDonough and Sami Zayn is still Sami Zayn. Um. We get to the main event, which is Finn Balor versus Cody Rhodes. Great main event for the show. Judgment Day is coming out and doing Judgment Day things. But still, like the briefcase through the legs and the miscommunication leads to yeah, Cody, I mean, Cody winning the match. But Judgment Day puts the puts the boots, put the paws on him. 
Yep. You know? Yeah. Um, beats I mean, down Cody, Sammy, and Seth. These last few weeks are was just... Was it Seth? Am I bugging? No. no, Seth wasn't no. out there. He got kicked by Shinsuke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But... Oof. So, this is, like, all leading up to Survivor Series. After Survivor Series, I expect full-on implosion. Yeah, I full do Full-on. Well. Full-on. You give us that match, and then full-on implosion. Nobody gives a fuck about shit. Uh, Damien's over there somewhere with Rhea. Uh, right. Finn Balor goes with uh, what's-his-face, and Damien Priest just walks it alone. He says, fuck mm-hmm. it, I'm the lone wolf. I'm the big, I'm the big bad man with the briefcase. Fuck this, I'm out of here, too. They all go their separate ways because they've all, they're have all they all already stars at this point. Right. And I think that is fine. Like, we've already established these people. We've done as much as we can with them within this faction. I think it's time for them to grow. Absolutely. I mean, they've been together. I mean, Judgment Day started really the day after last year's WrestleMania. Um, uh-huh. It leads to this year's WrestleMania. Another great story that WWE has pulled off. I think Damian Priest is proven to be a really great star. Um, again, I applaud his presence. I applaud him not really looking like he's trying to play a character. He just yeah. kind of is that big, cool Puerto Rican Kevin Nash. Um, <laughs> Puerto Rican Kevin Nash is Kevin crazy. Nash is always, Kevin Nash has wanted to be Puerto Rican his entire life. I'm almost sure of it. Um, the FUBU, but, you know what? The FUBU confirms it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, they're doing great with this Judgment Day storyline, so I'm very excited. Um, another big note on Raw, Piper Niven is now tag team champion. Yes. She beat up Casey I, Square. I, I love her. I love her. I love her as well. Uh, She's I like back. It. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. There you go. So we have Piper Niven and uh, Chelsea Green, tag team champions. Just as easy as that. Honestly, um, just let Piper do most of the wrestling. Right. How do we feel about evil Shinsuke Nakamura? Evil Shinsuke Nakamura can happen whenever it happens because Shinsuke Nakamura is um, just doesn't need reasons to do shit. I'm, yeah. I'm so serious about this. Like I, I keep t- <laughs> explaining this to people. I was like, he is literally a Japanese guy wrestling in an American company. They don't need a good reason for him to do anything. He's literally not from here. All they have to do is just say, I'm not from here. I came here to fuck shit up. I'm speaking in my own native language. <laughs> To threaten you all. They have my own customs. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I mean, first of all, I love the dichotomy. Black suit, white uh, uh, white freakum dress or whatever the hell. <laughs> um, but no panties on. <laughs> but Nakamura, my thing is, I want them to do something so desperately, Nakamura. And I wanted to have like meaning and truth. Shinsuke Nakamura is a star. Yeah. He's been one for a long time. But I feel like he hasn't been. My thing is that I've always seen him as a future world champion or world champion. Not to say and that. Having he, like a lengthy reign. Yeah. Well, it doesn't even have to be a lengthy reign, but I feel like he just needs to get there. Mm-hmm. And I was at one of the Summer Slams where he was, he faced Jinder Mahal for the WWE Championship and lost. And I was like, what are we doing? What part mm-hmm. of the game? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, where, where are we going? What, what are you telling me, man? Yeah. Um, I don't think Nakamura is going to win a world title. I think we're in Seth Rollins' world currently. Yeah, uh, for sure. He's 
That Seth Rollins guy is super hot right now. <laughs> but I want him to be so... I want him to have meaning. I want there to be value within this character. I don't want him to just be another guy, but who knows? I mean, they had fucking Ricochet on SummerSlam, and then he was on Mania. They got time. They got time. Yeah. And then they got time to shift things around, and, you know, yeah. once Roman's gone, it's really anybody's game, really. Absolutely. Um, let's see what else happened on Raw this week. Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus were supposed to have their big match that everyone was mad that wasn't on SummerSlam, and then this match actually did not lead to anything. It only leads to another bigger steel cage match in the future. Oh man, I can't wait till this is over and they figure out what the fuck they want to do with Becky Lynch. <laughs> I agree. Like, stop playing with yeah. me. Do you want you want just Becky Lynch versus Zoe Stark? We can do that. Yeah, this just, is low-key been going on since, like, February. Like, like stop, stop, yeah. stop, stop. They, they clearly, they have no actual strong ideas for this program at all. And unless Lita is supposed to come back. Um, is that what we're stalling for, Lita? I don't know. But because there's been a two-on-one advantage, I'm assuming Lita's coming back. Like, the whole precipice of this feud is because Tristratus beat up Lita. Yeah, sure. And, and knocked her out. And she's been out for, like, months, man. Her brain's uh, screwed, bro. Um, hmm. But we'll see. We'll see. I, I would like... Man. Yeah, I would like to this feud to be kind of over at this point. Um, Let's see. Other things from Raw. Um, Imperium are incredibly horny. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, no, just Ludwig Kaiser. Kaiser. <laughs> European elegance. His slutty t-shirt. Yo, him sliding through all his like, like, uh, his like accent or whatever. It was so unnerving. Like, I was so uncomfortable watching him try to flirt with this woman and not even facing her. Like, what is that? Is that European elegance? You talk to a girl and you're not even looking at her. That's European riz. (laughs) European riz. Euro riz. You know what I'm saying? Um. Yours. Uh, Get your doctor see. checked out if you've got yours. <laughs> Fucking um, Chad Gable takes on Gunther next week on Raw. Never be prouder to be, you know. That's one day I'll maybe say, you know, the American flag. Why not? <laughs> shout out to shout out to Chad Gable. Chad Gable, um, the modern day David and Goliath, truly. Didn't run from the grind at all. Honestly. Braced it. Taught the grind to someone else. Thank uh, you! And, uh, and, and made sure there was enough grind for his buddies. Um, yeah. like, And he's bringing people up with him, you know? Absolutely. See, that's how you do it. Um, what else happened on Raw? Nothing really important. Riddle and Drew McIntyre. I'm getting more like, yo, is Drew McIntyre dipping? Because he's not really doing shit. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, they don't have enough in anything significant, <laughs> like not even close. Once and Matt again, Riddle was Matt Riddle was still paying for being a sex crazed drug addict or something. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna bring up the hair freak pool. That's why I feel like Riddle should say, "I thought this is America." I'm not gonna um, bring up that. That's his next character, Randy Marsh. Yeah. <laughs> um. That was kind of it on Raw, other than Indy, you know, Rhea Ripley beating up the fucking she she got the, she the babysitter she, twins. She like, clears her she cleared the house on all her ops. Yeah. Okay, 
Like, I don't think anyone's challenging her for that belt in the next 2,000 years because uh, everyone else gets their knees broken. Real. Got big, big Chiquita. Fucking uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Raquel Rodriguez. There you go. There we go. Yeah, the name changes kill me too. It's okay. Yeah. Rodriguez Gonzalez. You couldn't have picked a fancier name. Estevez. Um, <laughs> um, you know what? That's the end of the show. That was raw. Um, Carlos, thank yep. you as always for appearing and uh, being course. a co host as always. And you know what? Much love to you. Oh, I, I love everything that you've done thus far. You have done nothing but grow and grow and grow. You're on like 10,000 fucking shows. Um, you put in so much out, like so many hours doing this and and writing and I'm so proud of you. I just Thank wanted you, to bro. say this on wax. I appreciate you and I appreciate everything that you're doing and everything that you're doing beyond just like, you know, DJing what you do in real life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Giving back and helping the people and all this stuff like that. So. It's a crazy ass job. Honestly, it's, I, we're gonna talk about it. We gotta talk about it off air. We gotta uh, actually like have a thing, go up, meet, and talk about this thing because I'm sure you got crazy experiences. Oh yeah, I more, can tell you some more funny crazy stuff. experiences. <laughs> I can tell you some funny stuff because I I can't I I feel like I can decompress if I talk to you about the crazy stuff. So we'll talk. About I appreciate. It. Yeah, we'll talk about it soon. But um, shout to everybody for listening. Thank you guys for listening. Of course, you can listen to the A Show. The A Show on RNC Radio, anywhere where you can find podcasts. You can also mm-hmm. follow us on Twitter at The A Show RNC. You can follow us on Instagram at The A Show RNC. You can follow myself at Beals TV. You can follow Carlos at Damn It Carlos on Twitter. Um, Faux show. And yeah, support Shodan Pump. Um, support anything that Carlos does, essentially. Mm-hmm. You have my, he has my thing guaranteed. So if you listen to this show, you support me. You except, support him. except for murder. I feel like you would have just cause. Okay. All right. As long as you trust my judgment. I trust your judgment. I absolutely All right. You heard it here first. <laughs> if I go to jail, let this nigga know first. Again? Yeah. <laughs> I missed um, the whole episode. Oh, my God. Thank Classic. God for Justin. Absolutely. Thank and, God for Justin. And this, this is everybody gets one right now. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Justin, get well soon. I know you have. If you can even hear this, he had ear surgery, so I doubt he can even hear this. Oh, um, because everyone's been talking shit to him. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you can hear this, get well soon, brother. I'll see you next week, and yeah, this is the show. See you soon. Take care. <laughs>